You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And this is pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, so you understand, I hope, what I'm what I'm trying to say here. It's it's just there's so much, it's so confusing. But what I what I'm saying is that you have 50% of a country believing that an election was stolen from a president. So effectively, you think we live under a banana republic, yet we have just, we've accepted it, okay? And there's an illusion that 50% of the country is just totally fine with it, but everyone else just accepted it. So it's easy to do this. They're using basically uh, propaganda, mind control, psychological warfare to pull this off. So he wants someone like Trump. Let's say it's Trump or let's say it's Ron DeSantis. For, in this particular case, it has to be someone from the supposed right. Uh, that's what Peter Thiel is doing. That's where he's hedging his bets. And so you have someone run and then you get them elected and you claim there's a mandate by the people for this techno fascist king because that is what they ran on that is what they promised and now the next step is he wants them to purge the federal bureaucracy and create a new one all right so the idea here is that they're going to retire all government employees under this uh, term rage r-a-g-e retire all government employees and uh, again again if 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 this was about draining the swamp we'd all be getting on board with this so he wants them to overthrow the uh, the federal government the bureaucracy and do it all very quick he says all this has to be done time is of the essence you need to move fast before the enemies even know what is going on and trust me folks in this plan the enemies are us as well just like when dr james giordano speaks about the enemy the enemy is us all right before the people actually understand what is happening here Right, so now you have this techno-fascist king, and he's going to uproot the uh, current bureaucracy. Again, I, I think it needs to happen, but not with the particular outcome that they're advocating for. Then the idea is to ignore all of the courts, all right? And as I've said a couple of times on this show, you, you could sit here and say the legal system, the court system, the uh, judicial system is completely and totally corrupt. Legal man will make that case time and time again on his podcast, The Quash. But if you totally ignore the courts, then the question is, how are you going to be punished uh, when you're violating the government's so-called laws? So the whole idea, the illusion of due process, of justice, is now out the window as well. Because the whole power uh, is now concentrated under the techno-fascist king. All right, do you understand that? So the whole idea of the court system is then gone. They don't have a solution to how that's going to work, but someone like Peter Thiel has been working on and talked about artificial intelligence basically running the court system. So don't think for a second that won't be the plan, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the third, and, and I'm going to talk in a minute about... Uh, how this ties in actually to what we're going to be doing with Jim in the three-part series. But then you have the next part, which is co-opting Congress. 
And the idea behind this is that you're going to basically plant all these people into the positions inside the legislative branch who are on board with the idea of having a monarch, of having a king. All right. And then eventually the legislative branch, the representative side of the government just basically disappears. They're going to get rid of that. So you'll no longer even have the illusion of representative government. And if this sounds very familiar to what technocracy is, controlling the means of production and distribution of goods and services with no illusion of a republic, of a representative democracy, of a liberal democracy, of a parliamentary system, of even a dictatorship. All right, that's what this is, folks. Then they want to centralize the police and the government powers under this king, and that includes all local police, would then no longer in any way whatsoever, the illusion of the local police serving the local community is gone, wiped out, because they're concentrated under the monarch. Then they want to shut down the elite media and the uh, academic institutions, all right? And, okay, again, uh, people we don't like. We know the elite media is already controlled by the government anyway. But now the illusion of a free press and the illusion of sort of a liberal uh, academic institutional system is now gone. All right. So it gets concentrated under the king. So what happens now? Obviously, the media then, I mean, the logical conclusion is the media would then become a media of the actual dictator and the institutions will probably become hitler youth camps um and then they want to turn out the people and this is going to be done through a mobile app controlled by the king and the idea there is that whenever the king is having disagreements with anyone inside the old governmental system the king can direct his people like in a january 6th fashion to go out and harass the people inside of government folks i'll just say this one more time and because i'm not really going to repeat this again i'm just trying to catch everyone up because we did a couple of shows um, that took us away from this if this were a solution being passed around to how to drain the swamp and restore us back to our founding or some other idea that sounds better i i would probably be the one cheering this on on my show but because the idea is to place a monarch a king into power and then basically run the government as a technocracy no obviously i'm not going to get on board with this or promote this i would rather live under the swamp than have to answer to a technocratic prison planet headed up by a techno-fascist king, all right? So I hope you understand that. That is the plan being advocated by Yarvin, all right? And remember, if you take some of the things that Peter Thiel has said in the last several years, he's already went out there and openly admitted, this is not a republic, this is not a constitutional republic, this is a system controlled by the technocratic agencies. All right, he's admitted that, and he's one of them. I told you, his software is inside every government agency. He basically operates as the government outside of the government. And I talk about this uh, with Jim. Uh, we'll be talking about it in the upcoming shows. We talked about it today. And this all ties into how this financial 
fraud is going to work and the implementation of the CBDC system. What's going to happen on the outside is they're going to completely collapse the financial system and the supply chain uh, infrastructure as well. And that is how they're going to make people so desperate. They'll be cheering on UBI, universal basic income. And the way you're going to get the UBI or get your welfare or get your social security or any of the other handouts that come from the government is you're going to have to adopt the CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency System. And that's how they're going to end up implementing this. And if they crash the markets, uh, 401ks and everything else, you're going to end up getting CBDC credits, essentially. And that is how they're going to drive people into the system. So they have to make everyone financially miserable and afraid and scared and create uncertainty. And that's how they drive people in. Well, this is the same plan On the political side, it all comes together, folks, is you have to make people hate the government, hate the current form of government, make them lose faith in restoring a republic. It's impossible to weed out the corruption. It's impossible to uh, drain the swamp. And the only way is to move us into a new system. See, it's all the same game plan. They're just doing it across different sectors. And so it's to create uncertainty, doubt, disgust, until eventually your entire worldview is broken, and then you're willing to accept something new. From chaos comes order, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move on here. It says, sowing seeds of doubt in democracy. Yarvin and I, this is the author, Yarvin and I spoke for nearly two and a half hours recently. He peppered his comments with hundreds of historical references. And as he often does with left uh, interlocutors, he focused on areas where he appeared to believe he could find common ground. He was at pains to reassure me that he didn't believe the United States regime was going to fall anytime soon, saying this was a, quote, generational, not immediate, end quote, process. Quote, part of my project now is to say, let's make this a little less of an abstraction. Let's imagine what it would look like in a way that it doesn't scare anyone. It is dangerous. Any kind of serious political change is dangerous. And where we are is also dangerous, end quote, Yarvin said. He named specifically the possibility of nuclear war in Ukraine, which does seem quite dangerous, though it cannot be laid solely at the feet of democracy. Remember, this guy's anti-democracy. And when he's anti-democracy, I'm talking democracy in terms of a liberal democracy and representative government. These guys are against that. Peter Thiel has already said that's gone, it's out the window, the technocrats control everything. Goes on to say, and while saying he was not exactly a fan of FDR, he sang the praises of New Deal Washington as a time when the U.S. government could actually achieve impressive things, bemoaning that it no longer can. Well, see, generally people from the right that come out of conservatism, and these guys call themselves the new right, actually Jack Posobiec, Uh, who I dislike greatly and have for a long time, uh, is part of this movement as well. And so they're not sitting there and saying, we need to reign in the government, we need small government, get the government out of our lives. 
He's actually saying he's upset that the government can no longer do impressive things, achieve, achieve impressive things. So they want a big, strong government. And I've heard Jack Posobiec talk about this, that the idea of having a small government is over. Now we need to talk about just basically being in charge of a big, bad, huge government, which is what someone like Peter Thiel is, who claims to be a conservative, who claims to be a libertarian, but he is not for small government at all. He's not a fiscal conservative. He makes his money off of the government. He's part of the military industrial complex and he's definitely not about freedom and liberty and neither are these guys folks they're advocating for a larger government just a larger government that they control you see how this works they want control of this big bad government but they no longer want to have to pretend that we are under some form of a representative government they're going to sell it as techno populism all right, and that's going to be a technocracy combined with populism in which you will be able to vote from your smartphone or your embedded hand chip or whatever it may be, and then the king will enact the will of the people. That's the populism. The people vote, and then the majority rules, and the king will enact the will of the people via the technocratic architecture, the system, the technology that controls the prison planet that is run by the scientists, engineers, and technologists, folks. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm not the one writing this stuff. This is coming out of people like Curtis Yarvin, who is funded by Peter Thiel. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.com. TV slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I know, folks, it sounds nuts, but that's why you listen to this show. (laughs) You want to know what's coming, folks? This is what is coming. We are putting the pieces together for you. These are the crazy ideas of the transhumanists, the technocrats, the Frankenstein doctors, these power-hungry, anti-human freaks. All right, but we have to understand what's coming, folks. Otherwise, you can't wake people up and you can't insulate yourself. All right, let's continue here. It says, all this is more politic than Mencius Moldbugs. That was Curtis Yarvin's pen name when he uh, was writing under a pseudonym, folks. It says, uh, Moldbug's old approach of throwing rhetorical bombs at the left. And he's given an explanation of this shift. On his substack, he has used a Lord of the Rings metaphor. And it's funny because Palantir, Peter Thiel, one of his most powerful companies, started with CIA money via InQtel, their venture firm which is embedded in almost every government agency. Palantir was named after a stone in Lord of the Rings. Peter Thiel loves Lord of the Rings. So it says here, on his substack, Yarvin has used a Lord of the Rings metaphor 
in which red staters are, quote, hobbits, end quote, battling the elite blue stater, quote, elves, end quote, but with, quote, dark elf, end quote, allies, elite blue staters like him. Quote, the first of the dark elves is to seduce the high elves, to sow acorns of dark doubt in their high golden minds, end quote, he wrote. Let me read that again. The first job of the dark elves is to seduce the high elves to sow acorns of dark doubt in their high golden minds. Then perhaps they will change sides, or at least their, quote, conviction and energy, unquote, may flag. Quote, today's global elites are invulnerable to any external coercive power and, co- and can coerce any internal coercive power, end quote, he continued, quote, like the USSR, they can only overthrow themselves, end quote. It says, that is, Yarvin wants to convince elite liberals and leftists to lose faith in the system believing that when enough of them no longer want to defend it, it will be easier to topple. In his thinking, that's the uh, prerequisite for regime change. Quote, when you see cultural elites developing a sense of possibility in a broader sense, which is outside the sort of matrix or conventional belief, then you're like, okay, something interesting is starting to happen, end quote, he told me, the author. So, this idea they're talking about here, folks, is to, I, I explained this to you before, the idea is to get folks on the supposed right to be so disenchanted with the system and the way that it is, totally burst their worldview, flip it upside down, and make them question everything. To the point when they're just willing, they're so upset that they are willing to just tear apart the current system and then replace it with whatever Peter Thiel or Yarvin wants. And so on the other side, they are trying to do this with elite leftists as well. And this is very important because the other article that we're reading in parallel to this, the Vanity Fair piece, talking about the new right, it explains that a lot of people from the left came over to the new right. One of the ways that they did this, they orchestrated this, and hopefully I can get into this with Maria Albanese, because I believe uh, Steve Bannon was actually instrumental in this as well. What they did was they got the left or at least the supposed left to become so politically correct and then obviously trump exposed that by running against political correctness is that they drove people from the left over to the right because the right or the new right said well we're not politically correct we're politically incorrect and so a lot of people that just wanted to be let's say vulgar came over to the so-called new right But they didn't adapt or they didn't adopt any of the so-called conservative policies. They just moved from one tent to another tent because that tent told them they could be vulgar and they could say crazy things, right? So you didn't add people to your ranks. You just moved people from one side to another side and then called it something else, but it's still the other side. 
And so this is what's happening. They're just moving people into different camps. And what happened with the so-called conservatives, traditional conservatives, social conservatives, fiscal conservatives, they just accepted these circus freaks into the tent because they put on the proverbial red MAGA hat. And they said, I love you. And people on the right, the conservatives said, oh, there's a black guy that loves me. There's a gay guy that loves me. There's a transgender that loves me. And so they just accepted them. But what happened is they watered down the last of what was conservatism. It's gone now. And it's just been replaced by a giant tent of circus freaks. And so I was looking into this years ago and thought that possibly Steve Bannon might have been behind the Me Too movement and might have been behind the uh, the other movements that were going on at the time that was sort of crumbling the institutions of the left, you know, cancel culture, Me Too, and getting some of these Hollywood folks to speak out. Then all of a sudden, Hollywood became, you know, basically just an image of a giant rape fest. You see things like Disney being torn down and everything else. Not to say that this shouldn't happen. If it was happening because you were trying to destroy the institutions of the left, expose them for their hypocrisy, their corruption, uh, and all this other horrible stuff, because in the end you were trying to instill conservative values and restore a constitutional republic, that's one thing and would be completely uh, ingenious. But what I think we're starting to see here, through what Yarvin writes about what these guys are admitting to, is they are basically just trying to create chaos and ensue doubt in the current system in all these different groups. Then they're confusing everyone. The job is to make them question their worldview to the point where then they're going to just be so broken, they're willing to accept something else. They're broken. You can now hand them the meth pipe, and they're going to just start smoking meth. When the idea would be, to break them down, have them question their worldview, make them hit rock bottom, and then come out of it saying, freedom is the solution, liberty is the solution, small government is the solution, I understand now, let's get back to local governments, I get it now. But that's not what it is, because under Yarvin's plan, they will abolish state and local governments and concentrate all political power under the centralized federal techno-fascist king. You see, so it's just about trying to confuse everyone. That's why this is so difficult for me even to explain this to you. Eventually, I'll be able to spin this into a very smooth story. But the way I do my show is I like to think out loud and share my thoughts with you. And hopefully, it will allow you to start thinking about this stuff rather than me just dictating to you my theory. I like to go through all this source material and try to figure out exactly what it is that they're doing. And it's complicated on purpose because the whole idea is to confuse you to the point where you're so broken that you're willing to accept anything. That they're going to eventually say, well, we can fix this. With technocracy, you can vote on everything. Uh, your groceries will be delivered to your front door. You don't have to leave the prison pod. 
everything will be fine. The techno-fascist benevolent king will take care of all of this for you. And that's what's going to happen under the collapse of the financial system as well. So as they break down all the current institutions, they will break down the financial system, supply chains, and everything, and we'll just be driven into this technological prison planet. I mean, that is the goal, folks. All right, it goes on to say, and among liberals and the left, there is indeed much frustration that our government and political system have become uh, sclerotic and ineffective, that the Constitution is fatally flawed, that America can't build anymore, and that the president is frustratingly weak, all right? Now, do you hear that? It says, among liberals and the left, there is indeed much frustration, that our government and political system have become ineffective, all right? So the liberals and the left, it's saying, believe the Constitution is fatally flawed. America can't build anymore. And the president is frustratingly weak. Well, that's not just on the left. The people on the right believe this as well, right? What did we believe at the end of Donald Trump's presidency? By the end, that he was frustratingly weak. I mean, I knew that two weeks into it. America can't build anymore. We didn't really fix anything under the Trump administration. And as Legal Man points out, the Constitution is fatally flawed because either one, the Constitution is allowing to happen what is happening, or it is so ineffective and so weak that it can't stop what is happening. So all they're doing is lifting the veil on these very real problems. They're presenting them to the left and the right differently. But in the end, the goal is to draw everyone into this uh, funnel that leads them down a path to technocracy. All right, let's continue. It says, ideas to empower the majority party, expand executive power, and take the Supreme Court down a peg are now commonly debated among Democrats. And we've seen that, right? We've seen that actually happen. So the plan is working to empower the majority party, expand executive power, that's the presidential power, and take the Supreme Court down a peg. It's And, and, and look, the right adopts this stuff as well when the right is in power or we believe we want to get things done we cheer on someone like trump to take all this power and concentrate it under the executive we want them to expand executive power when we think it's in our favor we want to empower the majority party when the republicans are in power we think that gives us power and we always love the supreme court when they're in our favor but we attack them and want to knock them down a peg when they're not in our camp all right. It says they share with many on the right the feeling of being locked in never ending political combat with a terrifying, powerful, quote, other side, end quote, that enjoys unfair advantages in the system while their own leaders aren't doing enough to fight back. See, this is from Vox, folks. This is from a supposed left wing author. And I told you, you can find many gems inside this stuff. That's so perfect that he actually realizes this, that the right and the left both share the feelings coming out of this narrative of being locked in never-ending political combat with a terrifying, powerful, quote, other side, end quote, that enjoys unfair advantages in the system while their own leaders aren't doing enough to fight back. The left feels that way about the Democrats. The right feels that way about the Republicans. 
And people get locked into the left-right paradigm, the WWE clown world circus. Everyone is locked into this matrix. At the end of the day, folks, it's designed because they want everyone to lose faith in the system so they can offer a new solution, not restoring us back to the beginning and letting us start over, but implementing what naturally comes next, a dictator, someone who comes in and says they're going to be a benevolent dictator and that technology is going to save us. Why do you think they have Elon Musk running out there from the so-called private sector side? talking about the solutions to fighting back against AI or for you to merge with artificial intelligence. Well, if you are buying into this, then maybe you do need to merge with artificial intelligence because your intelligence has been beaten into a bloody pool of mush, folks. This is not good. They are winning. This psychological warfare stuff is advancing, and they are pushing us closer and closer to a full-blown technocracy. We are already in a quasi-technocracy. Our government is already ruled by unelected bureaucrats. See, the trick here, folks, the shell game, is that they are making you afraid of the so-called broken constitutional republic when the problems that are created are orchestrated by the technocracy. And what they're trying to do is just further move you into technocratic prison planet control. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 